this and episode of the Ride Chuck, More. Chuck. All right, we're we're live. This this episode of the Ride More Talk Less podcast is brought to you by Sobriety. Fuck that. Dude. I don't know why I agreed to get into this shit with you. You know, man, you don't have to do it. It's just one of those things. It's Lent. It's spring cleaning for my liver. I do it every year. I feel better coming out the other side. The only drawback that I've run into is the last few years. I haven't been losing weight like I used to. I used to lose 10 to 15 pounds this time of year coming into spring, feeling good, feeling healthy. And then right in time for summer to just start getting wrecked again for the entire <laughs> fucking summer. No, it's all, it's good. I just, uh, I just went and had blood work done at my doctor and you know, I'm at that age where I have to start paying attention to shit. My cholesterol's up. So it's probably a good idea for me to kind of back off the drinking for a little bit. Your LDLs, or your HDLs, bro. Both. They're both up. Cause one of those is good. Yeah. Your HDLs are supposed to be up. And my cholesterol's always ran a little high, uh-huh. you know, so it's it's in my normal range. But I feel like maybe I'm old enough now where I should maybe focus on the fact that I eat like shit every day. So I think that this is great. You're talking about going to the doctor and having blood tests and shit like that. You're talking about physical maintenance of your body. And today we want to talk about all the headaches that you've been dealing with over the last three weeks, trying to make sure your bikes are roadworthy and the physical maintenance of your motorcycle. It's true. <laughs> I, uh, I've definitely had some problems with my motorcycle. <laughs> I've, uh, I've deferred maintenance and it's biting me in the ass. So, so I think we'll get, we'll get back to that. Yeah, I was going to say, before we get into all of that, uh, we do want to mention that we just sent an e-blast out. What are the important things people should be uh, taking note of and taking away from that e-blast that came out, Adam? There's a lot of stuff that we that we need to contact or that we need to go over. First thing first, you know, it's uh, it's that time. It's crunch time. Oregon Run 2020, year five. We are in it. We've got the routes planned. We've got the campsites laid out. Uh, we're we're doing it again this year. We're in it deep. So, and with that, March. I know it seems early, but March is when tickets go on sale. Uh, we're having our launch party on the 28th at Legion Moto. Sponsored by Ten Barrel, we're gonna have a keg of beer there for free uh, until it runs out. Until it runs out, there's gonna be um, there's an Eventbrite set up. You can find it through the Oregon Run Facebook page and probably the Oregon Run website. Get on there, register for your free tickets. Come in, drink some beer with us, watch some videos, hear about all the cool stuff that's going on in Oregon Run 2020. We'll even release the locations then. We're not gonna Whoop. tell you that on the podcast. Nope. That's secret squirrel type shit. You got to come to the launch party to find out or be a fucking lame and wait until the email announcement comes out the day after. But that's going to be a little late. And why is that going to be a little late for that that uh, email announcement? What happens the day after the launch party? I oh, it's ticket sales. We'll get into that here. So with, with ticket sales, um, it's March 27th, 28th, 29th are your ticket sales. 27th is for our OG original gun runners that were out there year one they get a chance to buy up some tickets and then i believe the the 28th is when we launch the jupiter pre-sales we've got 30 limited spots um where you'll be able to combine a room at the jupiter hotel and one to two oregon run tickets all in a package deal pre-sale before general sales uh, the cost of that for one ticket in a room is $285. The cost of that for two tickets in one room is $410. You're 
your standard ticket price is $125. So if you're coming in from out of town, that makes a lot of sense. If you're local and you just want to be there for registration, if you've never stayed at the Jupiter Hotel, there's a ton of reasons to do it. I mean, I, I did the Jupiter for my birthday, and it was a fucking blast. Uh, I drank my ass off over at the Doug Fur, and then when they did last call, I just started stumbling back and forth to my room and pulling shots out of my room and then going back and hopping the fence and getting back into the party in the courtyard. It's a blast. Uh, the rooms are cool. Mine was very like mid-century modern, but I hear they have a bunch of different styles. Super comfortable. TV was good. Uh, there were condoms there. May have been a few girls in the room. You know, it it was a really good time. <laughs> I suggest anybody who wants one of those tickets, like, don't hesitate. The Jupiter is a fucking blast. Jupiter, the Jupiter Hotel cares about your sexual health. And you know, actually, they they do. And the um the mini bar wasn't bad. So. My buddy Ryan, cock blocker, followed me back to the room <laughs> with, with the other three girls that I was with. And uh, he immediately ate my fucking cashews off the mini bar, which I was kind of pissy about. But when I went to check out, it was only six bucks. So it wasn't that bad. How big yeah. of a bag? Is it like three cashews for six bucks? No, it's like a tin. It was decent. It was like what All you right. would get at the store for like three or four bucks. Okay. Um, and then uh, he played with the toothbrush too, but they didn't charge me for that. I don't think they noticed the seal was broken. <laughs> Wait, what? Is there like an electric toothbrush? Or? No, they have like toothbrush, toothpaste, um, amenities that you can use. Uh, they So they charge for the toothbrush, but like soap and stuff is free. Okay. They they had a couple bottles of wine in the room. If you crack one of those open, I think th- I think those were only like six bucks too. They were reasonable. But Aren't yeah. those like Jupiter branded bottles of wine or something? I haven't been there in a while. Yeah, I want to say that they were Jupiter branded. I didn't pay much attention to them. So it's probably two buck Chuck with the Jupiter label. Yeah, but I had had like twenty five shots of whiskey before I got back to the room. So truth, I, I don't remember much. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So Jupiter Hotel, awesome. Those pre sales are available now. Actual day of ticket sales, uh, March 29th. The tickets go on sale at 10 o'clock in the morning, fucking sharp. And last year we sold out in three minutes. So if you don't have alarm set and you plan on getting tickets sometime on the 29th, you're wrong. You have to be in there filling out the form at 10 o'clock in the morning or you are not going to get a ticket. It's just, it's been proven year after year. They sell out super fast. Don't fuck around. Yeah. I mean, set an alarm, be up no later than five till be online, ready to go hot to click that button. When that, when that button goes live, because before the tickets go on sale, the button's there, it's not live. As soon as that button goes live, it's a mad dash. Like Adam said, three minutes last year, which was half the time of the year before. We have no idea what we're looking at this year, but probably about the same. If, uh, we're lucky at all, and we hope that we are. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that it's going to be any slower. Yeah, you know, the response has been just. Well, I mean, we great also it, it, we we cut the time in half because we streamlined the form. Two years ago, the form was a lot more cumbersome. There was way more information to enter. Last year, we we trimmed down the form and allowed you to enter the bare bones information in order to make the purchase. And then you got a request for additional information that came to you with your confirmation. And I think we're probably going to do it the same way again this year. So you're probably looking about three minutes. If you're not online chomping at the bit, raring to go, you're not getting a ticket. You log on at 1030 and it's sold out. We told you right now, don't you, you shouldn't be surprised that that happened. Yeah. And so the actual dates of the run, uh, we're going to do June 26th through the 29th. 
Yeah. So if get your time off work, buy your tickets, everything you need to do, be ready for this. It's it's going to be a blast again. You know, we got great sponsors. Uh, you know, Ten Barrel Beer is back on board, so you know you're going to get plenty of beer to drink. Uh, there's going to be an excessive amount of weed. The campsites that we have booked so far are fucking gorgeous. I I just I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so really excited. looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it every year because it's different every year. I get to see a new part of the state and uh, kind of stretch my legs, get out some places that I haven't been before. It's always a blast. I've never been bummed out. Even even two years ago on the year we shall not mention, like I was still not bummed despite how taxing that was. It was taxing. That was one of my favorite years, though. I love that that kind of challenge in a ride. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to revisit that. I agree. Yeah, we're de- we keep we keep referring to redemption run. Someday it'll happen. Yeah, and I would rather it be sooner than later. I love that fucking area. Yeah, it's good stuff. What else do we have in that e blast that uh, people should know? Uh, I think that covers everything that Jess wanted to talk about. Okay. Do you have anything that's sticking in your head that's like a must-know before Oregon Run? Uh, Yeah, I mean, what's a must-know before Oregon Run? All of the stuff that we're going to touch on from this point out on the podcast. This is definitely vital information. Oh, there is one more thing. Oh, If you're hearing this information for the first time because you didn't get an email about what's going on with Oregon Run, go to our website, uh, OregonRun.com, O-R-Y-G-U-N, R-U-N. O-R-Y-G-U-N-R-U-N.com. Yeah, that's it. And go there and sign up for our emailing list because that's going to be where all your important information comes from. Like, yes, I can get on here once a week and give you an update from the emails. But if you're not getting them directly, then you know, you're know you you're not in the loop. And if something changes, you're going to want to know. Yeah, it is the first line of communication for stuff coming out of us, our official uh announcements and all that shit to the emails and i've heard enough of ross being like i didn't read the email i didn't know this is going on <laughs> <laughs> read the email yeah ross if you're, not re- if you're not reading the email then fine but now we're telling you on the podcast too so what's your excuse and i think that we're going to be pretty heavy with the uh, writer forms this year too I, I if i remember right we are not going to mail out your ticket until we have your writer form in hand i mean and so that's going to be something you'll feel fill out through an email uh, notification. So get out there, get on that mailing list. Do it. Uh, let's see. So let's, I think that covers all that bullshit. Yeah. Oh, official uh, bullshit for the ride more talk less podcast. I don't hear from you people. I know you're out there. I keep watching my numbers just like jump and jump and jump. And I know there's people out there listening to us. Uh, if you want to reach out to us on Twitter, it's at RMTL podcast. And I even went out and picked up a burner phone so that y'all can send me a text message and we will cover uh, whatever you want to talk about on the podcast. Unless it's something really weird about whether or not I shave my asshole or something. I do. Waxing. Oh, yeah, waxing is important. Shaving gets a little prickly. So you can text me 503-433-7781. And that'll get you in touch with the RMTL podcast crew. It's too bad this isn't live. I would love to see your phone just immediately explode. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. No, I'm kind of glad it's not because that would just be annoying. (laughs) Uh, If you want to bug us on Sundays, we record on Sundays. So if you text us during that time, we'll respond during the show. Yeah. 
if you get lucky because it's not always the same time of day. It's true. We do kind of bounce around. Sometimes it's 10 a.m. Sometimes it's 3 p.m. You know, you never know. You just got to roll the dice and see if you get lucky. So now back to her originally scheduled program. Yeah. How about those headaches, Adam? Uh, No guests today because I couldn't be bothered to schedule anybody with everything that was going on. Last year, end of summer, I decided that I was going to do a primary fluid change in my Harley. And I didn't know that those Torx bolts that they put on your derby cover are supposed to be a one-time use. And one of them stripped out on me. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to finish out the season. The The oil that's in there will get me through. And I rode for the rest of the season because it was only you know a couple more rides left. I parked the bike and I forgot about it. And then this year, it's time to start riding again. And it's sunny out and it's gorgeous. And guess why I'm not on my motorcycle today? I don't know. Why aren't you on your motorcycle today? Because I went to go change my oil to start out the season. And I remembered that I stripped out that bolt on my derby cover last year. Womp womp. Yeah. So that became problematic because this small little headache turned into a big headache. I went to drill out the the bolt and put an easy out in it and the easy out snapped off. <laughs> So I wound up with a piece of hardened steel stuck in the middle of the fucking thing, and you can't drill out hardened steel very easy. So I had to pull off the derby cover, bring it across town, weld a nut to the top of it, finally got it off. So this little one-hour project of doing an oil change just turned into a week of just that one issue. And then, you know, my, so I've, I've got multiple bikes. No problem. I'll ride the FXDX. The FXDX front brakes are super squishy and not safe. Like, oh, well, it's just air in the lines. Nope. Nope. Vacuum bled that system, built a closed loop, bled it again. Still squishy. I have to completely rebuild the brake calipers. Fun. And the master cylinder. So minor maintenance overlooked for a little while has cut into my riding season this year. Well, that's because you ride a Harley. Oh, shut the fuck <laughs> up with that shit. <laughs> you know what? I've, I talk shit, and everybody who's listened to this podcast at least once knows that I also ride a Harley. I haven't always, but it's not just Harley. That minor maintenance overlooked will come back to bite you in the ass, whether you ride a brand-new fucking Yamaha or a 40-year-old hunk of American steel pig shit Harley. Like, stay up on your maintenance. Absolutely. You're going to be sad if you didn't. And I know that people are starting to think about rolling their bikes out. And I was talking to a couple of people that um, today, like, you know, I, I have friends that are in maintenance departments and dealerships and mechanics and stuff like that. And already, like with just a little bit of sun that we've got, they're talking about, you know, being two, three weeks out on a simple repair. So um, doing your own maintenance in the wintertime before riding season comes, super important. You know, things that you should look at is... Uh, when was the last time your oil was changed, and how do you keep track of that? Me personally, uh, my my bike, I've got my regular odometer, I've got trip A, and I've got trip B. So I use the uh, trip B to monitor how long I've been riding on my oil. And even though I use synthetics, I change my oil every 3,000 miles. Oh, shit, man. I don't even change it that frequently. Maybe I should. I don't know. I do the same thing. I use my trip A to keep track of each tank of gas, make sure that I'm not going to run out of gas in the middle of nowhere. And then trip B is where I track my oil. And I do 5,000, which is what's uh, recommended by the manufacturer. Yeah, I do 3,000. It's kind of, it's, it's an older mentality. Um, but I always figure that oil changes are cheaper than engine rebuilds. Oh, for so. sure. And you ride 
fucking hard. And yeah. I ride hard. I probably should go earlier than later. But but I hear people pushing it out to 10,000 miles on an oil change, and that just makes me cringe. It might be okay. I'm not saying that that's yeah. not what you should do, but, you know, I grew up in the in the 70s and 80s, and oil wasn't that good then, and so friction modifiers would break down. You get a couple of drops of gas in your oil, and it's just it's not the same product anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know, apples to oranges, but I just found out recently that the manufacturer's recommendation on my Toyota is 10,000 miles, and that blew my mind because I grew up with my first truck was an 85 Nissan, and that was 3,000 miles. And if you weren't at 3,000 miles, that engine started fucking losing power, knocking. It was crazy to see the difference right at 3,000. And now it's like, oh, no, 10,000 miles, you're totally fine. Yeah. You know, that little bit of extra friction makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. So let's see. The quick rundown. Um, oil changes. Uh, brake pads, front and rear. Usually you can get down there with a flashlight and look inside of your brake calipers and see the pads. If you're not twice, I would say at least two to three times the thickness of a credit card. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what you're looking for. Uh, once you get down to the thickness of a credit card, depending on how you ride, you have maybe like... 500 or a thousand miles left on those pads maybe so you know you're looking at if you're two three times the thickness of a credit card order up a set of pads you'll have plenty of time to change them out before they actually go on you yeah and and you know what things about bikes um unless unless there's something i don't know about some fancy ass brand out there you know how when you're driving around in your your uh automobile with your four wheels and your hard top and your brakes are getting real low they start chirping at you fucking motorcycle brakes do not do that yeah mine have never done that they don't make chirp pads for for motorcycle brakes you gotta watch them you gotta make sure that you're paying attention to what your brake pad uh thickness is because there's not going to be any kind of warning ahead of time until you're scraping steel on steel and i remember when i think back to uh my team Oregon class, they always said that you should check your um, check your tire pressure before every ride. And, you know, I'm not the type of person that does that. I ride every day. But I also, like, I know my bike well enough that when I get two pounds low, I can feel the difference in the handling. But if somebody's not riding their bike that regularly and isn't in tune with it, you should definitely be checking your tire pressure right now. Uh, I, I have friends that are rolling their bikes out of the garage and they've got, you know, five, 10 pounds of pressure in the tires from sitting all winter. Yep. Uh, let's see. Chain tension. Tire chain pressure lube. gauge is three bucks at any auto parts store. Yeah. There's no reason you don't have one. And go by the, the, the suggested tire pressure on the tire, not on the frame. Uh, if, if you don't have the stock tires that came with your motorcycle, the information that's on your frame is not accurate for the tires that you're running. It's true. And those tire pressures are typically cold tire pressures. I know that people don't necessarily know what that means or don't know that it makes a difference, but it makes a difference. Yeah, as a the warm tire, tire versus a, t- a warm tire versus a cold tire, the pressure inside the tire changes, and you want to be make sure, making sure that you're at the right pressure at a cold temp. Absolutely. Uh, the other one is chain, belt, drive shaft, whatever you've got. Know what your maintenance schedule is on those. Uh, you know, on shaft drives... You just had the fluid to change and stuff. 30,000 miles or some shit. Yeah. Sometimes it's really high. So that's not as big of a concern. Belt drive, check your tension, take a look at them, make sure that they're not damaged. There's no holes in them. You're not fraying chains, check your tension, make sure it's lubed. Look at your sprocket, make sure it's not hooking. Um, 
look at your links make sure you don't have any that are kinked look for rust that's not superficial rust on a chain we live in the pacific northwest here at least on the podcast and you're going to get some superficial rust but if you're cleaning it on a consistent basis every three to six months and relubing it that's not going to be like major significant rust on your pivot points is something to to take into account and maybe swap that chain out just be on the safe side because you snap that chain at 70 miles an hour in a curve that is a recipe for a real bad day that's a bad day and also it can cost you an engine aside from just making you crash, oh yeah i've like, seen them whip through a case yeah and like my my fxdx has a has a chain drive conversion on it so that bike was designed to run a belt so if that chain lets go it's going right into soft points on the motor so i mean i really got to pay attention to that chain on that thing uh let's see what else do we have going on cables uh make sure all your cables are lubed uh, if something feels a little gritty or if you if you like look at the end of the cable and if you see little stray wires fraying off of it, just change the cable out. It's not worth it. I had a cable snap on my uh, Honda CB back in the day and uh, I was amazed I was able to get it over to the side of the road without killing it and uh, stop it safely. I was not expecting it. I was not watching the cable. It was my clutch cable snapped on me out of nowhere. It was totally unexpected. I went to pull the clutch to shift gears, and it just went pop right in my hand. I got no no, no clutch. Yeah. Then fluids, of course. So back into fluids, we've got coolant. If you've got a metric bike or, you know, your hydraulic fluids, I would say check. You can easily Google your, your year, make, model, your motorcycle, and then service intervals or maintenance schedule or something like that and it'll give you a whole sheet of everything you should be looking at but so these are just the basics but like your your color of your brake fluid makes a huge difference if your brake fluid is dark it means that it's been absorbing contaminants and and moisture and things like that and it's not working as well and so you wind up with gummed up brake calipers or you know a higher compression rate than what you're supposed to have in the hydraulic fluid um so that's easy something that you can easily just kind of cycle through until you get good clean fluid in there uh that's another good one let's see neck bearings again refer to your maintenance schedule spokes and wheels look for damage in your wheels check and see if you have any loose spokes easy way to check your spokes is just tap them with a wrench and if they ring like a bell you're in good shape if you get one that sounds dead that's a loose spoke. So depending on your skill level, you can tighten that up or bring it to Legion or someplace and have them help you with it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Legion, they had their maintenance thing last night. Oh, you know? shit. And I would like to see more people do that. It was, uh, it was enough for them last night to want to do it again, and I know that they're going to schedule it out a little bit further uh, so that people have more notice. But yeah, people should get out there the next time they do one of those maintenance class, sit in and and learn how to maintain your bike properly. At least know how to change your oil and check your brakes and stuff. It's definitely going to save you money. It's going to save you time in the long run once you get proficient at it yourself. Um, and definitely going to save you time in the sense that you won't have to wait two to three weeks to get your bike into a shop to do maintenance yourself. If that's not something that you're into, if it's not something that uh, you feel confident in in your ability to gain that skill set, totally respect that. I had a new bike that I was terrified of doing any maintenance on myself except for oil changes, which I totally was fine handling. But 
take that into account. Like Adam was mentioning, dealerships and mechanics are all getting booked up because we're getting sunshine and people are going, oh, shit, yeah, it's riding time. Wait, I didn't. My bike's been sitting for two months. I got to get it all checked out and they're getting backed up. And so now instead of riding today because you did your own oil change three weeks ago, you're waiting three more weeks until you can get out and enjoy the sunshine. I like I like how you keep dumping this in my lap. Why aren't you riding today, Seth? Oh, fuck you, Adam. Okay. So speaking of bike maintenance and paying attention to your stuff, I went to fire my bike up uh, about a week ago, and I had no juice. I got a little uh, gear clack in my starter, and that was it. It was like, cock, 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 and wouldn't start. You're welcome for that sound effect. So I put it on the tender. I got it all charged up. I went out this morning. I looked at my... Uh, tender light. It said green. I'm like, sweet. Good to go. I unplugged it, turned it on fuel pump. I got enough energy. I mean, enough power. I'm hearing the fuel pump primes, all that kind of jazz. I go to start it and he goes, wah, wah, clack, 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 clack. So my battery is toasted. That's why I'm not out enjoying the sunshine today, Adam, because my battery is dead because I knew Two months ago that this battery was on its last legs. And I'm like, ah, it'll be fine. It's not fine. So for that, a uh, voltmeter at Harbor Freight is about $3. Oh, and so like the same price as a, as a pressure tire pressure. <laughs> yeah. So pick up a voltmeter. It's real easy. You just set it on DC, put the black on the black side, the red on the red side. And if you're reading 12.5 or above, you're good to go. That battery's solid. If you're below 12.5, the battery's starting to go out. If you're down around 12 or below, your bike probably won't start and it isn't safe to take on a trip. Yeah. So I will be replacing the battery and buying a voltmeter, hopefully sometime later today. If not, definitely next weekend. I'm really excited for the launch party at Legion. This is going to be a fucking kick-ass time. Oh, uh, we didn't mention this. We're bringing the podcast down there. So once again, I'll be posted up at Legion while we're doing the launch party. Uh, For anybody who doesn't get tickets or doesn't show up to the launch party, you'll be able to listen in, get some highlights. We're just going to do some rapid fire questions with some of the people that are there that are hoping to get tickets. Uh, Oh, we're giving I I, have we I don't know if we're officially announcing this or not. Well, then don't say it out loud. (laughs) Well, I'm gonna. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So caveat, this may not happen, but Adam's going to. No, I'll I'll go one further than that. He's going to speak out of school. If this doesn't happen, I will personally make it happen <coughs> Okay. out of my own pocket. All We're right. going to give away a couple of tickets to run to the rock at, oh. at the Legion launch party. So if you want a chance to go to our second event, run to the rock this year, uh, and you just want to put your name in a hat and try to get some free tickets, come down. If I remember right, we're giving away two tickets, I think. I'm I safe know. with saying two tickets because I can afford that. Um, I want to say two pair, but I think we're just giving away two tickets to run to the rock. Right. Uh, so in that one, again, fucking super good time. I had a blast there last year. Fucking professor Moneybags over here is going to just buy tickets for everybody to go to run to the rock this year. Not fucking everybody. I figure, well, you know, since I put the event on, I don't have to pay for my own so I can sponsor two people. <laughs> <laughs> True. Cause I would have paid for them anyway. There it is. That's such a good time, man. I love that event. It is. I, I love that event as well. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what year two looks like for that one. Just like I'm looking forward to seeing what year five looks like for the Oregon run. I think it's going to be fucking spectacular. 
like just knowing the roads that I've plot, plotted out at this point, like I'm really looking forward to it. I want to go this weekend and go ride them. Yeah. But I can't because my bikes are broken. Oh, wah, wah. that's not true. You just told me earlier today at the coffee shop that your customs back on the road. It's true. The FXDC is technically rideable right now. It just needs it just needs to have the engine oil and transmission oil changed now. Oh, you got it back together, but you haven't done your fluid swap yet. Right. I could. So I changed the primary fluid because that was part of it. Did my yeah. clutch adjustment while I was in there. Sure. But I wasn't able to to get around to doing the engine and transmission fluid. Okay. I mean, it's got fluid in it, but I really shouldn't ride it with the old oil. Yeah. So speaking of which, we were talking about like maintenance intervals and stuff like that. And one of the things that I talked about offline that I wanted to come back to real quick is this summer, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on, whether you get in on the Oregon run and run to the rock or not. People are going to be out riding. If you're looking at your maintenance interval and you're like, uh, I can probably get through X number of rides or X number of events, don't do it. Just do those intervals early. You're not going to hurt your bike by changing the oil at you know 4,000 miles instead of 5,000 miles. You're not going to hurt your it, like chain tension by you know adjusting it at whatever the interval i don't even know i don't have a chance yeah doing it a little early do do it early early is always better than late when it comes to maintenance as evidenced by uh my dead battery and adam's stripped bolt and all of these kind of headaches that you can run into if you're not staying on top of it plus it's way better to have a fresh uh pan of oil headed out on a ride for for a thousand miles over four days than it is to be clenching your teeth and hoping and praying that you get back at the end of that ride before you've exceeded your, you know, a lot of people will tell you overrunning your maintenance interval is not a big deal. It's probably not, but why would you risk it? Especially if you're going out on a ride like we do every year where these are areas you may not be familiar with. Two years ago, we went out on a ride and it was hot as balls. We got a heat wave. And if you had been going out on that ride on the tail end of your life expectancy of that oil, you're putting your engine at risk. Yeah. And even if it doesn't blow up on that ride, you're doing damage. Like yeah. it's, it's may not be <laughs> immediately apparent, but your, your friction levels are up. So your wear is up. Yeah. You know, so maybe you shave a thousand miles off of, off of your next engine rebuild, you know, and you do that like every time you need an oil change and you've moved that, you know, 75 or 100,000 mile engine rebuild down into like 50, 60,000 miles. Yeah. Or if you're like my bike and you have to rebuild the engine every 25,000 miles because it's a performance motor, then, you know, you're looking at maybe you could possibly lower that as little as like 10,000 miles. Yeah. Sorry, I keep coughing. Uh, I promise I went to the doctor. It's not coronavirus. You say that yet it uh, could be. I mean, I'm I'm on the tail end of being sick. My immune system is working overtime and I'm probably more susceptible to novel infections. So uh, next time I might be in here with a surgical mask. I <laughs> know <laughs> you won't because you can't buy one. That's not true. I got a box of them at, at my house right now. Oh, yeah, because you work for the state. Yeah. You're the reason why they don't have them at the doctor's office. Truth. Because <laughs> the hospital, state hospital has them all. Yeah, I don't know what else I have to con- do. Do your maintenance early, if you're on the if you're on the cusp. I, I know I just said it less than three minutes ago, but if you are close, but not quite there, do it anyway. You're gonna be happy that you did it in the long run. Yeah, you know, just to touch on some of the things that we got coming up. Um, 
this episode mostly informative. Uh, I do have a guest coming in pretty soon that's going to be 100% informative. That one's going to be kind of like a new writer thing. I ran into her at Legion, and she had a bunch of new questions as a new writer, and we spent about an hour talking, and I was like, you know, I bet you there's a lot of people out there that really kind of have the same questions. So we're going to hash through that stuff. Which one's um, the break and which one's the clutch? Well, more of like, you I'm know, kidding. how do I how do I pack for a long ride? How do I know if I'm ready to go on a long ride? You know, what 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 does it feel like to ride, you know, more than 20 miles in a day? You know, just like general questions. Yeah, it's know, good shit. So that's going to be good stuff. Uh, we're, we'll talk about it a little bit here on packing motorcycles for a trip. But I think that what we're going to do is do like a full thing where... I just bring all of my camping gear down to Legion, and I show, to ha- show you how to pack your bike with just a sissy bar and how to pack your bike with saddlebags and a sissy bar. Or we could both bring our bikes down, and you could pack with saddlebags, and I can pack with just a sissy bar, since that's what my setup is. Yeah, except I haven't used my saddlebags in a long oh, time. Well. But yeah, we could do that totally. <laughs> I'll bring saddlebags and just be like, take the extra stuff and put it in the bag. <laughs> this, yeah. this is where the beer goes. This is where the sleeping bag goes. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll get into some of that stuff uh, as as we run up closer to the Oregon Run. Of course, we'll have more announcements for the Oregon Run. We're going to have more guests. I'm um, talking to a f- female flat track racer that wants to come in and chat with us. Um, and we've got some really good stuff coming down the pipe. Sweet. Looking forward to it. If you guys have any questions, Adam mentioned he's got a new burner. You can hit us up. You can hit us up on the Twitter. I'm going to let him give that information again because my brain is not firing on all cylinders and I don't remember the details. I don't even remember the phone number, so I'm going to have to look that up again. Uh, the it's at RMTL podcast. podcast. All one word, uppercase RMTL, lowercase podcast. That's for Twitter. Uh, you can hit up our Instagram, Ride More Talk Less Industries, uh, and the Number to text is 503-433-7781. And if you guys abuse it, I'm just going to shut that off because it's literally just an app. It's not my real phone. Sweet. So, I mean, you can send me pictures of, of titties. That's cool. I mean, I don't like hairy butthole, but I guess if you send one of those, I'm I'm not going to get too mad. If you can do a, uh, if you can do a boomerang or a TikTok of a helicopter, guys, <laughs> Adam loves that shit. I'll... I'll start posting on YouTube if we get that stuff. I'll just have that on a loop while we're bullshitting. We will background. find all kinds of NSFW Reddit uh, subreddits to post those those helicopter pictures on. So just keep that in mind. I think that's pretty much my song is sung. Um, yeah. and, oh, we didn't cover the time, I think. So the, uh, the launch party at Legion Moto oh, yeah. is... Did we decide on six to nine? Oh, man. I don't uh, That's I, a really solid question. I thought it was going to be six to question mark, but like officially six to nine and then question mark because they're offic- they are officially open until 10. Our event is a private event. It's for people who are attending or hoping to attend the Oregon run. I've got my Eventbrite ticket. Let me see if I can if we've got a time listed on it. I wonder what happens if I don't get It is get 6 a, to 9 p.m. There it is. I wonder what happens if I don't get a uh, an Eventbrite ticket. I'm not going to let you in. That's fine. I'll let myself in the back door. <laughs> You're definitely not getting on the podcast. That's fine. I'm on the podcast every week. Why do I care about an extra episode? You're just not making this any fun. No, man, I'm not. Why I would I make it? I deny you. Okay. I'll just, uh, I'll walk away, uh, I'll pull up the Charlie Brown, uh, the 
defeated Charlie Brown theme song when you tell me I can't come into the party. So, da, na, 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 na. Oh yeah, confirmed. Here it is. Okay, so in the event, right? Uh, Saturday, March twenty eighth, six p.m. to nine p.m. Kicking off year five Ori Gun Run at Legion Moto Co. Uh, let's see. We've got free beer, but we'll take donations from Ten Barrel Beer. Once the keg is done, the um, so Legion Moto, if you haven't been there, they have a low ABV bar, so they're gonna have beer and they're gonna have uh, wine based cocktails, which are a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, let's see. We're gonna be showing. We're gonna be viewing some of the past photographs from 2016 to 2019. Those were taken by Ramble on Photography. Uh, we're gonna be previewing the videos that Patrick Guild has shot for us for both the Ori Gun Run and the new video for Run to the Rock. Woo! Uh, we're gonna be doing the RMTL podcast. It's confirmed. We will have door prizes for two tickets to Run to the Rock, so I don't have to pay for those now. And all around good times with Legion Moto Co. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, of course, the podcast is going to be there live. And we'll be celebrating the official launch of Ride More Talk Less Industries. If it's sunny outside and you're listening to this podcast, uh, you're doing it wrong. Get out and ride your fucking motorcycles. The only reason why I'm here is because we broke down. Like, I didn't even have a guest today because I knew it was going to be sunny and I didn't plan on doing the podcast. I was just going to pull one out of the can, but you know. Here I fucking am. Well, you know what? It's early enough in the day. I think Seth's going to go buy himself a battery and a voltmeter. Get fucked. And then maybe get some charging ride under my belt. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're done for this week. And we will catch you next week, hopefully with a special guest. Bye. Right on, motherfuckers. (laughs) 